Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International.
Hallelujah. Well, today, how many of you are ready to hear the word of God? How many of you are, I, I, I am ready to hear the word of God. And I'm happy also that we have a pastor who is ready to preach the word of God. Yes. Stand to your feet and let us welcome our pastor, Bishop Eddie Faber. Every praise is to our God. And every word of worship with one With one accord, every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. All right, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah! I don't feel your excitement this morning. This morning, is so, so yeah, it's supposed to be a celebration service, so you must be excited. Celebrate the month in which you were born. Put your hands together. Make some noise. Hallelujah. I am watching you. The month that is the loudest is the month that is receiving the greatest miracle that is coming your way. Wow. August people, you are very diplomatic, but I can't feel you at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we bless the Lord for this beautiful morning, and I believe that the celebration has begun. We are gearing up towards uh, celebrating our Father's birthday, which is just in two weeks' time. Exactly two weeks from today. Amen. So the celebration has begun and a lot of things are being put in place for us to have an awesome celebration. Amen. We are also having some special t-shirts for that day. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. What a prophet. What a gift. Hallelujah. Amen. So these t-shirts are going to be made available very soon um, and you're going to get them amen did they look very exciting right so next two weeks sunday um we are all going to come in our t-shirts to celebrate the founder's day and we are not the only ones the whole world everybody is wearing the same t-shirt so when we send our pictures from the kodesh they must look very nice yeah, because other places will also send their pictures. It will be very nice. Amen. So, uh, it's going to be great. We are all preparing towards it. And let's all make sure that at least that Sunday you are in church. Amen. Well, this morning, we want to take our memory verse quickly. And then we'll be on our way. Amen. Right. Okay. Today is also another Inelekoko type of memory verse. Romans chapter 11 verse 29. Can we take it together? Ready, go. 
Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Wow. Should we take it one more time? Okay, ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. In other words, when God gives you a gift, he calls you. He doesn't change his mind. That's what it means. Okay, let's take it one more time. Then we can try and take it without. Ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Beautiful. So the way you can remember, gifts, they can give you a lot. But calling is just one. So gifts and calling of God. Are without repentance. Can we take it without it being on the screen? Okay, ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Amen. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for another awesome celebration Sunday that you have given to us. An opportunity to celebrate the month in which we were born. Lord, we pray that your spirit will be with us. Your presence will be with us. Holy Ghost, have your way. Let your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. In the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, last week I started sharing with you on seven relationships you must have with your pastor or your prophet. Your pastor is also your prophet, isn't it? Seven relationships that God is expecting you to develop with your pastor and with your prophet. You know, a pastor... Is somebody who is with you all your life. He's um, like, we can say from start to finish. You know, he's always there with you. Everything, when you go through your ups, your downs, when there are um, outdoorings and things like that, he's there. Funerals, he's there. I mean, all the things to do with your life, your pastor is there with you. Ashes, can you settle down, please? You are really disturbing me. Yeah. And um, so many times we don't get what we must get from the pastor because you are with him all the time. Sometimes we even get too familiar with the pastor. And so what God wants us to receive from our pastors, we don't get it. But God gives you a pastor so that um, your life will become what God intends for it to be. Bible says that, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14, he said he will take one from a city 
or two from a city, one from a family. I always confuse that scripture. One from a city, two from a family. Okay. And he said he will bring them to Zion. Why to Zion? Because he's want to bring them to a place where they will be under a pastor. Yes. The reason for all these groups that we have, the month in which you were born, so that you will be under a pastor. That's God's plan. So when we say we are having the month in which we are born, celebration and all that, we just want to capture everybody in the church. So at least we can know that everybody who was born in April has been captured in the church. Hallelujah. Anybody who was born in what? February has been captured. We see you all here. But when we just leave it, we may easily leave some people out. That is why we want to capture everybody and bring everybody under a pastor. And that's why when we are having programs to do with the month in which we were born, try and be a part of it. Amen. So that way you'll be known. You see, the church is very big. Very big. But you see, it's big enough to include you. Hallelujah. But it's also small enough for you to be known. If you want to be known, you can be known. So right in this exciting October group, straight away, I'm beginning to know some people. If I don't know anything about at least I know that you were born in October. And then you can meet other people who were also born in your month. Then you all flow together. Is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. That is why even the t-shirt, let's all force and wait. Yeah, because they be like, oh, why? Every time t-shirt, but it's also nice. It's nice. Yeah. Amen. But he said, I will bring you to Zion. Verse 15 says that, and I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So God's plan is that you will be fed with knowledge and understanding. And then when you go on, I think in verse 17 or so, he says that uh, when you, 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 you are gathered unto the name of the Lord, he said, neither shall they walk anymore after the imaginations of their evil heart. So we all have some kind of evil heart. But as soon as you come to church and you are under a pastor, immediately you are taught, you receive knowledge and understanding, then you no longer walk under the evil imaginations of your heart. Are you here or you decided to go back home? Now, people don't get this thing that God wants you to have in the church because we don't develop the right relationship with our pastor. The relationship you have with your pastor, it is not the way that it should be. So, you don't get the right benefit. And I started sharing with you last week, seven things, seven relationships you must develop with your pastor. And the first one we said was that you must know your pastor. Hallelujah. Know him. And the Bible says that you must know him. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 12. You must know your pastor. Do everything that you can to know him. What can I know about him? The things I need to know. Everything. Through the books. Through the preaching. Through whatever. Everything I need to know, I can, I can know and I shall find out. As you get to know him, it will make you relate with him in a certain way. But when you don't know the person, let's say you know that somebody is capable of giving you 
1,000 cities, if you are looking for 1,000 cities, there's a way you relate with the person. But when you know that this person, hey, when I throw him up and I drop him down, still, there's a way you relate to that person too. Yeah. Having to realize that the people who, who you know can help you, there's a way you relate with them. <laughs> because you know this one can help me. But the people who can help you, when they call you, when you see their numbers, oh, Charlie, he's coming to disturb me. Let me just leave him. So you don't benefit the way you should because you don't know your pastor. Do we know our pastor? Do we know the prophet that God has given to us? That he is a prophet. That he's an evangelist. That is, he is a teacher. He's a pastor. And he's an apostle. Do you know the different churches that have been built all over the world? When you know it, it will change the way you relate. Then secondly, we said, you must see him in the right way. Because the way you see a person determines how you relate with a person. How do you see me? How do you see the person sitting by you? Sometimes I tell the ashes, when people are coming, the way you see the person coming, because sometimes looking at a person's dressing, we begin to see people in a certain way. But Charlie, don't be deceived by people's dressing. There are a lot of people, they dress coolly, but they are very wild people. They are not small people. Yeah. So, the way you see a person is very important. And I was saying that some people see the pastor as somebody who is always telling me something that I don't want to hear. <laughs> don't do this. The way I want it, when I come, he's just telling me, every time he's telling me something. No. But my problem is that, why would your pastor, who God has given you after his own heart, who wants you to do well, why should he be telling you something that will make you not do well? He wants you to do well. So whatever he's saying is something that will make you do well. Yeah. We looked at so many examples. We can't go through all that. Thirdly, we said, don't see your pastor as your enemy. Don't see your prophet. He's your prophet. He's not your enemy. In 1 Kings 21, the Bible says that when uh, King Ahab saw um, Elijah come, he said, oh, my, my enemy. Have you found me, my enemy? Why do you call your pastor your enemy? Why should your pastor be your enemy? Your pastor is not your enemy. He's not your enemy. Your pastor is your friend. Your pastor is somebody who loves you. Your pastor is somebody who wants you to do well. I said this person, do you think pastor is your enemy? Do you think Bishop Dag is your enemy? Hmm. And then number four, we said that one. You must develop a long-standing relationship with your pastor. And we saw a beautiful example of a woman, the Shunammite woman, who had a beautiful, long-standing relationship with the prophet Elisha. The time that she didn't have a child, he knew her. The time of her pregnancy, she knew the man who was his pastor, her pastor. 
when she got pregnant, she gave birth. He was still the pastor. After she gave birth, she was still the pastor. Some people, after you give birth, no, that's it. We don't see you again. Till you are in trouble, then you come back. <laughs> but she was there. Bible says that later, when the child was going, the child was sick. The woman took the child to the room where the prophet was. It means that the prophet still used to come there. The room was still there. And then later, the prophet came. Child died, raised the child up. All that later there was farming. After she went away for seven years. She came back still. Oh, you need to develop a long-standing relationship. Hallelujah. That's the way you benefit. Otherwise, you don't benefit. This thing that you are here today, tomorrow we don't see you. You never benefit. Today we want to try and finish up. I have three more to give you. My time is almost up. Mercy. Number four. Is it number five? Five. Believe in your pastor or your prophet. Believe in your pastor or your prophet. Yeah. You see, you must get to the point where you take whatever he says as a prophecy. Otherwise, you don't receive anything. Whatever he says, you begin to think about it. Ah, ah, no, me, I don't think that. (laughs) You always, anything, you begin to analyze the thing that he has said and all that. No. It's opinion. Maybe it's because he's a man. That's why. But when God was giving you a pastor, he didn't think that he was a man or a woman. That's why he gave you a pastor. He gave you a pastor after his own heart. Who will help you and bring you to a place of blessing. So you can be in the church. You would never be blessed. You would never receive anything because you don't believe what the pastor says. You don't believe it. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 27, Bible says that, and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said to him, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, <laughs> be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Listen, you are walking around with blindness, but you don't even know, or you are not receiving the healing of your blindness because you don't believe. Jesus gave a very beautiful principle here that you can cry, you can pray, you can do anything, but if you don't believe, you will not receive your miracle. Bible says that they were following him. They followed him. Followed him. Verse 27. And, they, and the two blind men were following him, crying. Ah, ah, ah. Still, no miracle. Yes. You will be following, you will be there in the church, but you will never receive your miracle because there is something lacking. They followed him everywhere he was going. They were following him. I don't know, but Jesus used to walk those days. I don't know the places that they followed him to. 
But the Bible says that then when he entered the house, he turned to the people because he saw that he had been following him, but they were not receiving their miracle. Is it possible that you can be following Jesus and not receive your miracle? It is possible. They followed Jesus, but they were not receiving their miracle because they did not believe. So at a point, Jesus said, hey, the thing is beyond crying and praying and shouting. The thing is about whether you believe, because maybe they should have received their miracle long ago. I'm sure, as Jesus, because they followed him from Jairus' house. And they were following, so he was expecting that maybe the things he was doing on the way, by this time, they should have received their miracle. Some of you, by this time, you should have been driving your brand new car. By this time, you should have built your own house. By this time, you should have been married. But the things they were telling you, you don't believe. There are some people, when I, you see, you must believe to the extent that even they can suggest to you a sister to marry. And you take it that this thing that the bishop is saying, I believe that it's a prophetic word. It's the right one. But when they tell you, you look at the sister, like somebody said, from head to foot, eh? you look at the thing and say, ah, this one, from head to foot. Eh? <laughs> so, uh, uh, me, I don't like this one. My flesh don't like this one. It's not my type. But God has given you a pastor. Who knows what is good for you? I remember when my wife got pregnant with her second daughter. I told Bishop about it. That, oh, my wife is pregnant. Then Bishop said, I'm going to show you a doctor to let your wife go to. Will you take her there? It's a question. And I said, oh, yeah. You know, but later I was wondering why he was asking. But you see, as a pastor, I've also realized that when you say things to people, they don't believe what you are saying. It's like a... So, I think as he was telling me, he was also wondering whether I will, I will do it. I said, why not? I'm going to take her there. I mean, that is to the, the lesson that it must go, that your pastor will be able to tell you, this is a good place, go there. He said, take your wife to this hospital. Take your wife anywhere else. To this hospital. And I mean, when she was pregnant or that, we were just thinking when we heard, oh, this is what we're going to do. When he said it, I said, listen, we are not going to any doctor. Bishop says, go to this doctor. We are all going to this doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why he said it, but I want to believe that maybe... There's something that God wants to deliver me from going to a certain doctor that will bring problems. So, God is speaking through my pastor. Go this way. Go to this person. Go to this doctor. Things will be better there. And I'm very glad we went. Very glad we went. Very glad we went. But you see people, they will argue with you. Yeah. You'll never get what you want. In 2 Kings chapter 7, Bible says that, verse 1, there was a, a prophecy that was given. There was famine in the land. The people were dying. They were selling uh, uh, the skull and the things of animals. It was not easy. Hunger. How many times have you gone to buy the head of a... That they were selling the head. But the Bible says that, then the prophet came on the scene. 
Then the pastor came on the scene. He said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about this time. Things are going to change. Tomorrow about this time. Your life is going to get better. Things are going to change. The Bible says that. Then an officer. Sometimes your position and who you are can even affect you from receiving from your pastor. Oh, who does he think he is? An officer on whose hand the king leaned. He must be a very big man. That the king is leaning on his hand. He said, if even God will open the windows of heaven. I don't think that this thing you are saying will come to pass. The guy didn't believe it. (laughs) Prophet said, ah, you will not get it. You will see it, but you will never enjoy it. Hey, the guy couldn't be it. He said, oh, it's not possible. How can you see? You see, when you begin to put God in a bracket of somebody who cannot do something, then you are beginning to limit God. He said, it is not possible. Prophet, you watch and see. The thing that they were selling, cow head, this and this for doing it, that we are going to sell things that were sold for whatever, it's going to be reduced and sold for one pesua. Say, so, yeah, by tomorrow morning. I mean, can you imagine if you came to church and I told you that by tomorrow morning, they are going to sell one bag of rice for one pesua. <laughs> I wonder how many of you will believe it too. As the next person, will you believe? Will you believe? That is how sometimes your pastor's advice and what your pastor is saying sounds like. It's like, oh, ah, no, this thing, mm, pastor, mm, no, 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 no. So marry this person, this will change. Mm. Even the way he walks, Pastor, I don't think that anything can change you. <laughs> wow. Exactly the following day. In fact, that very day when he spoke, there were some lepers who were sitting down somewhere. And then they said to themselves, why sit we here to die? Let us go into the city and see if we can get. And when they started moving, the Bible says that their steps were amplified. Their steps were made. It was sounding like some great army was coming. Hey! When the Syrian army heard the footsteps, they thought it was an army. They ran and left their food. So these four lepers, when they arrived at the place, saw that, ah, What is happening here? Food. They started eating, eating all over the place. I mean, a leper too. You wonder how they are going to eat. But they were just eating. Then at a point, one said, no, we do not well. Today is a day of glad tidings. Look at what we are doing. Let us go back and tell the people in the city that Charlie, they said, a pie for her life. Come and eat. So when they arrived in the city and when they told the people, come and see Stampede. Then the officer on whose hand the king leaned was standing in the way. So what, what are you people doing? What, 
Well, where are you going? <laughs> they, they just pushed the guy. They stepped on him, stamped on him. The guy died that very day. He heard about the, this thing, but he never enjoyed it. According to the word of the Lord. So, a major prophetic word can come through your pastor. You must see him as your prophet. One day the Bible said the children of Israel were going to fight a battle. A prophet in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 14. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said, listen, relax everybody. This is what the Lord is saying. You don't need to fight in this battle. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See what God is going to do. Don't do anything. Let the musicians, let the choristers, let the worship leaders, let them take the lead. The rest of us will follow. What do you mean? People are coming with AK-47. They say, we should come with choristers. It doesn't sound. You see, when the pastor is talking, <laughs> it's like, well, what is he saying? Oh, this one. I should go with choristers. No, this one. Then you would like to do your own thing. But Bible says that King Jehoshaphat, who understood who a work of a prophet, a work of a pastor, is in a person's life. He stood up and he said to the people, Hey, everybody. Don't begin to do anything. Let's obey what the prophet has said. Believe in the Lord your God. You shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Wow. And the people believed it. And they walked with it. And that very day, when they arrived at the place, all the people were dead. The people they were going to fight. They were dead. Hey, let us believe what the prophet says. There are things that our prophet that God has given to us will be saying to us. Charlie, we can easily miss God's blessings. We can miss it. My time is up. Are you sure you are ready to take that too? Number six. Don't be offended in him <laughs> don't be offended there are people who are offended in their pastor because pastor says something or pastor is not doing something you are expecting him to do hey hmm. tell somebody be humble when you read Matthew chapter 11 there was a time John the Baptist he was put in prison. Verse 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go to Jesus and ask him, now, Is he the one to come? Or we should expect another. Because he was expecting that as he was in prison, John the Baptist should come to the prison. And Jesus should come to the prison and come and set him free. <laughs> he wasn't coming. So he was wondering that Charlie. We have been here preaching and doing the thing you have come. You are the pastor who must come and you are not coming. So when Jesus heard the thing, Jesus said to him, <laughs> go and show John again those things which you do here and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Then he said, add this one too. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Because he saw that John the Baptist had become offended. He bought a 
is my pastor. I'm expecting him to help me do something. It's not happening. Listen. God works on us in different ways. You are raising the dead here. You are doing this. How come me, I'm still in prison here? Are you the one to come or there's somebody else we should be expecting? It's like as I've been in the church, I see that other people, things are happening. This is happening here. This is happening. But me, they come and stand here and give testimony. Me too, I'm not giving someone the testimony. You are bored in the church. This pastor is not there. It's the pastor's fault that things are not working. But later, when you read the scripture, after the people left, Jesus turned to his disciples and started talking about John. He said, Charlie, John is a very wild guy. There's nobody like John. He's a major... Meanwhile, John is in the prison thinking that Charlie, he did. He's neglected, whatever. Meanwhile, they are thinking of him as a very great guy. Oh. Don't be offended. You have no idea. When you're offended, you miss your miracle. That is what almost happened to Naaman. When he went to the man of God, you, you are suffering from leprosy. You need help. When he arrived at the place, the man of God, he didn't even come out to come and say anything to him. The man of God said, go and bath. Go and bath. Your problem is you have to bath. <laughs> Sometimes the problem you have is just bathing. You just need to bath. You just need to bath. Because some people, we see the reason why you don't have a beloved. When they come close to you, sentinel, and you're too much. Go and bath. You, you become offended in the pastor. But that is what you need. It's the reason why you are not having a beloved. Go and bath. Fine line. And wash your armpit because when you pass by people, the smell is too much. You are wondering why everybody, when they come close to you, they move away. They move away. It's because the smell around you, we cannot stand it. <laughs> so the pastor says, Go and bath. <laughs> The guy bore. <laughs> he was offended. Pa. Because what even made him more angry was that he said he should go and bath in the Jordan River. <laughs> that he, hey, if you have been to the Jordan River, hey, me, I've been there. I've been baptized in the Jordan River. I tell you, it is not a river you would like to be in. When I saw, ah, is it the Jordan River that everybody is coming to bath inside? Dirty papa. But you see, <laughs> if you don't have faith, eh, because one had to believe that this is the river that Jesus also was baptized in. So as we were entering the water, we said, man, this is it. This is what is bringing my miracle. He said, when I go to my destiny, I can get better rivers to bath in. But it's not about better river. It's about that river. Yeah. When he stepped in it, Bible says that all his leprosy left him. He dipped himself in the water. Dipped himself in the water. It took a little girl to tell him that, Charlie, this is your thing. Just go and bath in this water. You have been there seven years, no beloved. If this water bathing is what will make you get a beloved, why don't you just do it? 
If they had told you to bring money, wouldn't you have done it? He just went to do it and look at that. Fresh skin like a baby. Somebody, your miracle is coming. My mega miracle. But it's because you are not, you are offended. You walked away. Even if we are preaching and we mention your name in the preaching, don't be offended. It is for your own good. And that's why sometimes the pastor may not want to mention some people's name. There are some people when you mention their names, they are okay. It's not a problem. But there are some people if you mention their names, eh, me, I'm going back to my Roman. I'm going back to this. I'm going to this. I'm offended. There are some people who have left the church. This week we are embarking on looking for everybody who has left. We are looking for them. We are going to bring them back. City-wide visitation. We are going to bring everybody back. Yeah. And the last one, I have to rush through because my time is up. Next week I'll go into it more. You have to minister to your pastor or prophet. You have to minister to him. You have to minister to him. There are different ways to minister to your prophet. You minister physically, you minister spiritually, you minister financially, you minister different ways you can minister to your prophet or your pastor. There is something that God also does through that one too. And that is why 14th of May, we are all coming to minister to our prophet, our pastor. Everybody, you are finding an envelope. Put some money inside. You're coming to minister. Something substantial. Yeah. In Luke chapter 8, Bible says that my time is up really. I need to, I need to stop. <laughs> I, go, I, I didn't want to start anything. But let me read it. Luke chapter 8 verse 1. Bible says that, and it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout the city villages preaching, verse 2. And the 12 were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. She was also part. But look at what happened, verse 3. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Of their substance. They had something. They took money of their substance and they ministered to Jesus. There is something that comes to you through that one too. Yeah. We don't have time today so next week I'll, I'll tell you more about what comes when you also minister to your prophet. But start preaching, uh, praying about it and thinking about it, meditating. What can I give to my prophet? Something honorable that the thing that must come to me I tell you, the thing will never come through any other way but through your ministering to the person. Yeah. Yeah. No other way. I've shown you seven ways. Every one of them, something comes through them. Knowing him, seeing him in the right way, not seeing him as your enemy, having a long stand. Every one of them, I've shown you different things that can happen. 
believing in him, not being offended. Now, ministering to him too is also something you must do. That also brings something into your life. Your life will not be complete without it. I pray for you that you will walk in these seven relationships. I pray that God will help you to develop them so that whatever God has for you in this church, through the pastor that God has given to you, you're going to walk in every one of them and enjoy every blessing that is yours in Jesus' name. God bless you. Stand to your feet and let's close. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I also need a pastor over my life. These blessings you are talking about, I also need to experience it. If you are here like that, you want to surrender your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I like the way your hand went up. God bless you, my dear. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. Don't be shy. Today, God brought you specially on this special celebration Sunday to also give you a pastor. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat wherever you are. Come to me. Let's pray. Come. Come all the way. Clap for them as they come. Keep clapping. Come to Jesus. Come from the side, from the back. Come all the way. Keep clapping. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let him have his way. Oh, keep clapping. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. Come. Come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Those of you in front here, please lift up your two hands. We're going to pray together. I want you to repeat after me this prayer. Mean it from your heart because God is looking at your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, let's all pray together with them. Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. See our pastor waving his hand there. He's going to talk to you, give you a book. It's going to help you to walk with God. Okay. God bless you. Please follow him this week. Clap for them as they go. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.